Hey everybody, welcome back to the OK Gatsby Season 4 Vibe and Read With, with us. us A Pride and Prejudice humorous close reading <laughs> It's almost like with this title, it's like you have to be like Okay, this is what we're actually reading Sorry yes, for confusing sorry. you with our puns Our title was too good this time <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, write in if you know what the title even means Um uh, but yeah, we're at this. We're 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 doing chapters. Is it? It's nine, nine through ten, eleven. Nine, ten, and eleven. Nine, ten, and eleven. Um, and uh, chapters that should live on in infamy. Yeah, uh, you know, not you know, it's not really the uh, the 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 meat of the of the novel today. Not. No, I think this is a lot of uh, advancing of, like step by step, baby steps of Darcy and Elizabeth. Of, For like, sure, you show. Her Elizabeth growing more bold in her open contempt it, for Darcy. This is a great Elizabeth episode. I think there's a yes. lot of good Elizabeth stuff in here. And, like, the things we've been talking about about her, they really come to the fore. Like, the way that she analyzes people. And even, like, they say, like, hey, you kind of mm. analyze people. Yeah. And, and she's she like, do I? Yeah. I love to analyze people. I'm analyzing you right now. Right. <laughs> analyze <laughs> That's, this. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I just get it. I get people. I get you. Um, yeah, uh, and then it's also it's funny where Darcy's falling more and more for Elizabeth, and we're getting it explicitly before we're like, oh, I can kind of see something happening here, but now it's like, okay, Darcy is saying it. Darcy's like, she's so mean to me, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and then the narrator, <laughs> the narrator is acknowledging that Darcy is feeling something. Like, so we're getting in Darcy's, we're getting explicitly reading Darcy's thoughts. I like Elizabeth. Yes, and yeah. like. Ooh, I might get into some trouble here. Yeah, he's like, ah, because the uh, the proper relations is a huge part of this. Because that right. that's the big, because obviously Miss Bingley's affection for Darcy is huge in this, like right. embarrassingly so. This episode, right? It's more like it's like, yeah, we've gotten a little bit of that, but now it's like it is being laid on very thick. That's yes. one. Of, that's like the through line here is that uh, Miss Bingley is into Darcy. Miss Bingley is, is not read. He's just not that into you. <laughs> it is not. She loves to read, though. Apparently, she does love to read. We'll see that. <laughs> but it's not on her shelf as of yet. She's not. Yeah, she doesn't. Get, she doesn't get uh, that. It's not gonna work out with him. Her with Darcy. She's really banking on the class thing. To yeah. Be like, well, he has to marry someone of his class, and she's and harping on it. She'll harp on it. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, so that is the the all the secret subtle drama. So a lot is happening underneath of a lot of. We got Darcy's secret love for Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth's open contempt for Darcy. Total blindness to Darcy's affection. Yeah. We've got uh, Miss Bingley's deep understanding of how much Darcy likes Elizabeth. Right. Actively torpedoing their interactions. And Elizabeth's deep understanding of how much Miss Bingley likes Darcy. Yeah. But no yeah. one understands like how the other person actually feels about that. Right. I think, but yeah, I, I wonder if Elizabeth is starting to get it or is she, do they, it, she it's not saying that she's getting it. No, it, does, it's, it does not. And it's not shy about showing her insights. So I, right now I don't think she gets it. Which is wild. But uh, yeah, she doesn't get it. She, at least she gets that. I don't know. She's being, I like, she, she gives a little bit more back and forth with, with these women who have been kind of like, mean to her she kind of gets a few quips in on them and she's able to kind of like she is kind of roasting darcy at points yeah and roasting not she doesn't roast the sisters i guess but no she she comes back to them she comes back at them a little bit yes she does not just uh take with a a smile all of their 
uh, condescension. Yeah, as you can kind of tell, I think like nothing, nothing of uh, nothing, nothing happens of substance. No, at, at no point is there. And then the big thing happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we joking around like like the the biggest action in this. The two biggest things that happen in this episode are going to be uh, walking based. Yes, They're, they are walks. Uh, there's a walk, and then there's a talking about maybe walking around the room and that, <laughs> that causes so basically they're in this it's like a draw this is a drawing room like we were like saying like uh the this is like a bottle episode you know like there's one episode where it's like oh the elevator's stuck i guess we're gonna just talk in an elevator the whole episode yep i guess we're just gonna talk about all our different thoughts of things and you're yeah. gonna know what each character thinks but what's cool is yeah like those episodes they are they either address or they strengthen the relationships between each character because like yes. we have nothing to play off of we have no no zany antics all we really have is each other yes and the relationships that we have and it's also kind of interesting to compare this because we just read To Kill Mockingbird and yeah. they built really slow to the actual action, but they did it through a series of like charming anecdotes where things actually happened still, yeah. even if it wasn't directly a plot. <laughs> that was the 1960s. That's when they're like, hey, novels should have things happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, that hadn't been invented yet at this point. No one had actually done anything. <laughs> they're like, why? Something happens. What are you insane? What has ever happened ever? Is this the future? I'm sorry. <laughs> when you say things happening, do you mean like a conversation? Oh, did, did someone kind of walk a little bit? Okay. That's like a thing that happens, right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it all happens through conversations. There, there's some good conversations in this. There's some snappy, snappy back and forth and some dialogue. Um, it does kind of feel like, I mean, to going along with the sitcom analogy, it feels like this is a crew now. It feels yes. like because of how long Jane has been sick, which is like, we can talk about that too, because of how long Jane's been sick and they're all in the same house, kind of just getting together every night and hanging out. It's got the feeling of like, a okay. This is Darcy's the curmudgeon. Mr. Bingley loves everybody. They all make fun of each other for their little things, you know? Yeah. Um, no. The it's roommates like are now on the mid-season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the audience now is starting to get what the role is. Like, like It's like friends. Like, Phoebe's the weird one. Yes. She's going to say a weird thing. And then, like, Monica's going to make fun of Phoebe for being so weird. And Joey is trying to date. <laughs> He loves dating. He's but he's a big dummy. Bingley is such a Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Darcy is a channel is like a dark Chandler. <laughs> dark Chandler has showed up to challenge regular Chandler. <laughs> you have unlocked Dark Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Could I be any more dark? <laughs> you call that a finishing move? I guess it's Mortal Kombat. You know, it's a, <laughs> uh, hello, I am a character. Hello. Uh, yeah. Riffing over. <laughs> right, and uh, that will end the riffing. Now now to textual. Now to text. Textual so, analysis. First thing that happens in chapter nine is that Mrs. Bennett arrives. Oh, I do. I like this. I like yes. I like Miss Bennett uh, being involved in this because Miss Bennett's so concerned with the social hierarchies. Yes. She sticks her nose in uh, and really comes in swinging. Um, she's relieved to find that Jane is actually fine. Uh, she's not. She's not. She's not. Oh, she's relieved to find that she's not dead, but she's not well enough to go home. Yes, that that's that, ideal. That's so exciting for her. It's yeah, like, I can. I don't have to worry when I go back home. She'll get. She's gonna get better. Yeah, but she uh, is too sick to travel, according to the, the doctor. The doctor uh, says that she's too sick to uh, go three miles. Yes, I am 
dumbfounded by this diagnosis. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. I guess, yeah. yeah like, what, I mean, hey. What is this? As we discussed in the early 1800s, colds just be hitting different. Yes. They were just different. They, they, it was like a, it was like an event if you had a cold. It was like a thing. <laughs> if I, yeah, you're, she's at a friend's house for a week yeah. with the sniffles. <laughs> okay, it's three miles. I'm just trying to think of like the equivalent. It's like I walked three miles to like a show in Park Slope the other the other night. It's like okay, imagine I go to the show, I arrive, I get a uh, cold, and then yeah. I ask if I could sleep at the bar, and stay, <laughs> stay there for a week. And they're like, "Do you want us to call you a carriage?" And you're like, "No, that would really disrupt my immune system." And they go, "Oh, okay, you're." You're kind of sick. I'm sorry. We'll set up a cot right away, and you'll <laughs> stay here and uh, hang out. Yeah. And then, oh, your brother wants to come check up on you? I, well, he can stay here, too. another cot and some more food. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. So sorry that you walking here <laughs> in the rain got you all sick. <laughs> it's like they have car- they have covered transportation. Yes. They have and carriages. And it's three miles. It's three miles. <laughs> Three, like Elizabeth walked it, and they and they they were like they acted like she like traveled through space to get there. Like, why yes. you? What are you doing here? They act like she like ripped off all her clothes and scraggled through the woods. <laughs> like that thing that where the astronaut drove all the way to Texas in a diaper. To, yeah, like uh, <laughs> they're acting like she did that, <laughs> but it was just like she went for like a long brisk walk. Yeah, got a little money on her shoes. So the mom's there. Uh, and she is uh, already a, a source of contempt for the sisters. Um, and she comes in, and she's very kind to, Bi- or she's very effusive to Bingley. Yeah, she likes Bingley, obviously. And Bingley's charming is all heck. Uh, and uh, he's Bingley, very nice about having her stay. Like, yeah, I must please have thought don't of, even yeah. think about it. I right. wanted to do this. All very charming. Yes, and the sisters, for their credit. It says with cold civility, but they know how to be polite. They're like, of course, we love having her. She's great. Right, but they're being fake. They're fake friends, clearly. Yeah, they're very fake friends. And then, so, she starts to be like, hey, like, you're staying, aren't you? And uh, she, so Miss Bennett to Bingley is like, you're staying here, right? You love it here, right? This yeah. is the best place huh. in the world, right? You want to marry my daughter, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, and he says the weird thing about, like, um, whatever I do is yeah. done in a hurry. And therefore, if I should resolve to quit Netherfield, I should probably be off in five minutes. At present, however, I consider myself as quite fixed here. Which is such a weird thing to say to, like, someone you're obviously flirting with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of the thing uh, in modern dating where, uh, you know, things are getting a little, then you go like, you know, I'm not really ready for anything right now. And, but you're just kind of just saying that to, like, lower their expectations. Right? What, What is this? I think he, because later he gets challenged on it by Darcy. He's like, right. what are you talking about? You would not do that. You would leave here in five minutes? I think what he's trying to say is like, look, I love it, but I'm an impulsive guy. I have enough money to be impulsive, so like, if I wanted to live somewhere else, I'd do it in five minutes. Yeah, right. So it's kind of the last thing Mrs. Bennett wants to hear. Absolutely. And then Elizabeth, though, says, that is exactly what I should have supposed of you. So she's revealing, I, she's like, I knew you would say that. Yeah. <laughs> Which right. surprises the heck out of Bingley. Because he says, you begin to comprehend me, do you? And he's like, oh, you know me, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You know me your whole life? <laughs> so not only, right, not, but not only, uh, so Elizabeth is, has had these sort of analytical thoughts about people, and now she's able to voice them to the people they're about. Which yes, is kind of, I think I, it's, yes. It's kind of a, Elizabeth taking a step in this episode where she's starting to actually make these. Be bold. Being bold, saying these things out loud. Which is kind of a weird move, because... 
It's like no one likes to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and it does. Especially someone you know for a couple days who <laughs> let them stay at your house. <laughs> Everyone likes hearing about, about themselves, though. Everyone likes hearing themselves analyzed. And uh, Darcy gets a little bit of it, too, here, you know. Uh, Bing Bingley is embarrassed because he's like, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed that you already know me after a couple of days. Yeah. And she goes, that, that is, as it happens, it doesn't necessarily follow that a deep, intricate character is more or less estimable than su- one such a one as yours. So she's like, look, deep guys, they they can be jerks, and you're a good guy just because I it took me two seconds to figure out who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but right, and that's insulting, and Mrs. Bennett points that out. Yeah, you know, like Lizzie. <laughs> Remember where you are. Do not run, in the, run on in the wild manner that you are suffered to do at home. Behave yourself. Stop being like you are at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hate it there. Everyone hates it here, too. But it's and funny then Bingley's like, oh, I didn't realize you were a studier of character. And so like right away, it's like, this is who Elizabeth is. We, everyone's now saying that you study character. Right. Uh, and so she's like, yeah, I like intricate characters because they're amusing. And then Darcy says... The country can in general supply but few subjects for such a study. In a country neighborhood, you move in very confined and unvarying society. And this sets off Mrs. Bennett. Yeah, because she's a country lady. And she she hated she hates Darcy already for yeah. what he said to Elizabeth. And she fancies herself having, you know, an active social life. Yes. She's a social person. So Elizabeth says something relatively smart. She goes, uh or like a good reply to that. She says, But people themselves alter so much that there is something new to be observed in them forever. Right. So it's a few a smaller pool to observe, but people are always changing. So I get excitement out of seeing those changes. You know, and maybe a guy who maybe didn't seem so great right away will eventually change and I would enjoy observing that. Maybe. 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 Hey. Maybe, baby. Maybe, baby. Change for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can change, I can change. That <laughs> Darcy wrote that about. It. <laughs> uh so Miss Bennett Jumps down his throat, Mrs. Bennett. Uh, yes, indeed. I assure you there is quite as much of that going on in the country as in town. And then everybody was surprised. And Darcy, after looking at it for a moment, turned silent away. So Darcy's like, oh, oh this is... Because, like, to everyone else, Mrs. Bennett just embarrassed herself. That she, like, overreacted to a simple... Like, a, just like, oh, there's more people in the city. And she goes, well, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, well, she doesn't want to hear it. You know, it's not what she wants to hear. And then she said, or then uh, Mrs. Bennett, who fancied she had gained a complete victory over him, continued her triumph. So she misreads it, that he kind of looked away out of, like, kind of a slight embarrassment for the her. Yeah. She's like, oh, I just I just roasted him. I'm going <laughs> to go in. <laughs> and then... I cannot see that London has any great advantage over the country for my part, except the shops and public places. The country is a vast deal pleasanter, is it not, Mr. Bingley? And he says, I think this is a famous quote. When I am in the country, I never wish to leave it. And when I am in town, it is pretty much the same. They have each their advantages, and they can be equally happy in either. I'm surprised. I mean, I can see that being a good quote, but it's like also the most boring, white bread Bingley quote of all time, where it's like, some people I like. Other people, I also like. <laughs> and uh, everyone is great, and uh, everything is just fine. Yeah, he is just like a bland politician. Um, he's like, I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, he, he's, it's funny, because Darcy's going to make fun of him later for, like, if someone asked you to stay, you would just stay for a year. If someone just, like, <laughs> asked you, like, hey, could you please stay? You wouldn't leave in five minutes. Uh, yeah. No. He's like, what are you talking about? You are a crazy person. Right. Uh. And then she's like, Darcy seems to think that the country was nothing at all. And then Elizabeth is embarrassed. 
because her mom is like doing open conflict in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, but it's against Darcy, which is which is I like that this she's going in on Darcy a little bit because yeah. he's just being a grump, and you just can't be a grump like that. Yeah, indeed, Mama, you are mistooken. You quite mistook Mr. Darcy. He only meant that there was not such a variety of people to be met with in the country as in town. Right, there's more people in towns. There's like, more people mom, in London than saying. this neighborhood. He's saying if you like studying people, there's more people in towns. That's all she, That's all he's saying. Um, but then <laughs> she goes, of course, but I believe there are a few, f- there's a few neighborhoods larger than ours. She says, I know we dine with four and 20 families. I have 24 people over my house sometimes. Yes, and that like, and to her, okay. So the the idea that she said that's a huge number. Uh, first of all, four and twenty, very cool. Uh, four and twenty, four twenty. Um, <laughs> okay, I just want. I mean, I, I don't want. If I was listening to this, I would be like, okay, did they not get it's four twenty? I just want to make sure that we do get four and twenty. Very hilarious. All right, Jane Austen loves to talk. So funny. <laughs> Six and ninety. Okay. Um, but they all laugh at her because she thinks that twenty four is a huge number of people to know. Yes, right? they're like, yeah, they're oh laughing at this. She, like when she, in her defense of country life, she's embarrassed herself more. Right, it's like I've got upwards of six friends you know, like, <laughs> and growing all the time. Um, yeah, my top five. You want right. to see my top five? <laughs> <laughs> it's your mom. <laughs> it's your dad. <laughs> Your uncle. Yeah, right. She's like, I've got so many friends on Facebook.com. <laughs> <laughs> and she's saying this to like hip twenty five year olds. Right. And right. And after this, like uh, yeah, they get some some really vicious reactions, you know, like uh Mrs. you know, Miss Bennett looks at Darcy with a very expressive smile, absolute roast. Uh uh there's a, like, there's a very heavy roast to Darcy that she does one more time before she leaves, where she goes, Yes, she called so Elizabeth's like, let's change the subject. Uh, did Charlotte come by? And then she goes, yes, she called yesterday with her father. What an agreeable man Sir William is, Mr. Bingley. Is he? Is not he? So much the man of fashion. So genteel and so easy. He always has something to say to everybody. That is my idea of good breeding. And those persons who fancy themselves very important and never open their mouths quite mistake the matter. Oh, yes. Mrs. Bennett, I love it. I she's mean, coming in. She's roasting Darcy too. Whereas, his face. yeah, before her character was kind of like, I just want someone like my daughter. I don't care who who uh, she, she didn't express. If it's much a morality. colonel who makes a lot of money, great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she didn't express any morality about how these guys should be. Mm. And here we're seeing she's saying Darcy's not the man for my daughter. Doesn't yeah. matter how and much money. Not he's the man got. for anybody. She hates Darcy. Right. <laughs> he's the wrong kind of upper class. He's not actually. Uh, He's not a gentleman. He's not actually a gentleman. He's a gentleman in name only. Yes. Uh, then she goes on to c- uh, talk about how ugly Charlotte Lucas is. Uh, and then... Grant yeah, on. she's very plain, which is like, come on. She's always just like judging these women. Yes. And just like openly. goes back to being like, oh, my, everyone but my daughters are ugly. <laughs> Good God. Uh, brags about Jane. Is really just pitching Jane and is just so excited that she has to stay. Yeah. Uh, there's this funny part about poetry where she's talking about this older man who wrote uh, Jane, wrote Jane a, a sonnet. Yeah. Um, however, he wrote some verses on her and very pretty they were. And then Elizabeth goes, and so ended his affection. There has been many a one, I fancy, overcome in the same, in the same way. I wonder who first disco- discovered the efficacy of poetry in driving away love. Yeah, this feels to me. Yeah, this is this is like a funny. This, this is like a tweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just like riff on subjects. Yeah, they're just like they're like yeah, uh, you know, 
but someone just has an opinion. Yeah, poetry it, makes love go away. Because you, if you kind of like someone, you write a poem about them, you're like, whew, got that out of my system. <laughs> Boy, do I love this poem. <laughs> yeah, she was all in my head, and then I, I put a sonnet down, and yeah. I, I didn't think about her no more. <laughs> got it out. Creative energy. Got the creative energy out. Um, this, this to me, this part reminds me of, um, the importance of being, earne- of being earnest, uh, where they, they kind of like, it's also kind of like this, where they're just sitting around drinking tea and someone brings up something and then everyone has a pithy comment about it and then they move on. Yeah. Um, so like they bring up the poetry thing and then, uh, Darcy chimes in and says, uh, I have been used to consider poetry as the food of love. Of a fine, stout, healthy love in May, everything nourishes what is strong already. But if it be only a slight, thin sort of inclination, I am convinced that one good sonnet will starve it entirely away. <laughs> so it's like anything is good. If if you're in love, anything is going to be good. Like food yeah. for love. Yeah. Uh, but if you only kind of like someone, you write a poem about them, and you go, all right, got it out of my system. Yeah. Let's go smoke with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and Darcy only smiled. Uh, so that's that's the thing is that this is the back and forth starts to develop is that she at she at no point is attempting for his affection whatsoever, and because she's not, he's being challenged constantly in a way that he finds very attractive in a way that's very frustrating to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys like Darcy love love a girl who calls them on their on their on shit. their crap on, on their, their crap. B crap. Yeah. <laughs> On my BS. Yeah, she calls me on my BS. I like she keeps it real with me. I love that. I That's love it when she keeps it real with me. She's she's so real. Her mom comes over and and and, and yells at me too. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a he's like an intellectual masochist. Yeah, he loves Hit Jesus. Me. Be like roast me, man. R slash <laughs> <laughs> roast me. <laughs> 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 this podcast is now for no one. <laughs> now, <laughs> we have referenced MySpace and Reddit r slash roast me. Okay, here we yes. go. Uh, and then the the do- like the youngest daughters, tall and coffee. Uh, I forgot <laughs> they were even there. This go, is tall. Yeah, tall goes. Hey, throw a ball, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she, she. I don't. It doesn't like what gives her this confidence. She just goes all of a sudden. She's like. Hey, um, you promised to throw a ball. Uh, th- throw it. Throw one. <laughs> throw a ball. Do, uh, just throw. Just throw one. Throw a ball. Throw it. And maybe the uh, Commodores. Will, what's the, they're, they're called? The Colonels or the? Like, yeah, the the Colonels. Uh, the classic. The sing- officers. Yeah, the singular focus of a fifteen-year-old girl is you know the, the, these officers. They, they're so. So she's been so yeah she's got a, she's feeling herself because all these officers are all about her yeah and so she really wants to get a ball going with these with these guys yeah uh, and he's like what was it <laughs> that it would be the most shameful thing in the world if he did not keep his promise to yeah. throw a ball <laughs> 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 just just a tinker but I want a ball <laughs> balls are the most important thing and Man, I've been looking at the ball all week. <laughs> Trying to ball out. It is so. It's such a funny word for it. Go ball. Also, she attends a different ball every night. Yeah, <laughs> she's that type of girl. So Bingley replies to the ball request. I am perfectly ready. I assure you to keep my engagement. And when your sister is recovered, you shall, if you please, name the very day of the ball. But you would not wish to be dancing while she is ill. So she's like, all right. As soon as as Jane is okay, we'll ball. We're balling. <laughs> We're balling, balling out. Ball in, coming down. The ball in lane. Happening. It's happening. I shall tell Colonel Foster it'll be quite a shame if he does not. 
so she's like she's already coordinating she's gonna ask more people to throw balls <laughs> okay yeah she's not even satisfied with having this ball she's uh, as soon as this ball is confirmed she's like, yeah yeah and then colonel's gonna have the next one like, yes and not, then he'll have that one and right. then someone there will have the next one well, they'll be they'll be obligated that's all she cares about yeah. is, is, is these balls she's obsessed uh, and then there's kind of a cute line about they everyone leaves Jane or Elizabeth goes to Jane Mrs. Bennett and the the girls leave they go home and then it's just Mrs. Hurst Miss Bingley and Mr. Darcy uh, and they're ripping on uh, Mrs. Bennett uh, but Mr. Darcy or Darcy won't say anything bad about Elizabeth even when they start saying stuff about fine eyes <laughs> right because the one thing Darcy's let slip so far about Elizabeth is that she's got nice eyes she's got nice eyes in a plain old face or something yeah, like that right some, yeah <laughs> it's like her face isn't symmetrical but her eyes are nice plain nice nice eyes yeah beautiful eyes uh, and then it's another day of just hanging out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The theme. The the theme of this of this episode is uh, get a job. <laughs> what, what are you guys doing? That's why they're so bored out of their mind. Like all you have to do is think about who you're gonna marry. It's like that's not a full time job. You need to have other stuff to do. You can't just play cards and fall in love. You know what I mean? Like do something. Yeah. None of them work. They all make an obscene amount of money, which seems to be buying houses, and taking care of them, and moving. Yeah. Right. I mean, like a socialist reading of this book would be would be terrible. I mean, it'd be <laughs> like, who are the people working to give these people any money? Like, everyone's working so hard so that they can sit around in dresses, drinking tea, and playing cards. I think that is the biggest criticism of, uh, or common criticism of Jane Austen, is that there is no indication of any lower class. Of issues. course, and yeah. it's like, I mean, I think it, that's the time. This is over two hundred years old now. You know. Yeah, um, it's it's quite old. So it's fine. Um, it's totally okay. So this chapter starts off with uh, Miss Bingley is just laying it on thick, trying to get Darcy to like her. Uh, Darcy's writing a letter, and Miss Bingley is bothering him, trying to get some compliments in. Right, f- trying to flirt on the letter. He's just trying to write. You know, he's just trying to write a letter to his sister. Yeah. Uh, how delighted Miss Darcy will be to receive such a letter. He made no answer. You write uncommonly fast. You were mistaken. I write rather slowly. It's like you're not even complimenting me, right? Yeah, he's just yeah, <laughs> he's just trying to deflect all these uh, little in you know insights to his letter Every, everything. He's so unpleasant to her. How many letters you must have occasion to write in the course of the year? Letters of business, business too. How odious I should think them. It is fortunate then that they fall to my lot instead of to yours. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like yeah, like well, oh, good. I text weird. Too bad I never text. Good thing I never texted you. You know. <laughs> It's like, oh, you don't like writing letters? Well, I have to write letters. Good thing you don't have to write letters. <laughs> Leave me alone, idiot. <laughs> I'll never write you any letters. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, pray tell your sister that long to see her. And it's like, I've already told her. <laughs> I told her that. It's like, he's really deflecting and she's really getting in. A, and she does this like later on, too. Like li- later on in the same Does not sesh. leave it alone. She wants to marry <laughs> Darcy. Yeah. Uh, unabashed about it. Everyone knows it. Yeah, the cards are kind of getting more on the table now. Like, Miss Bingley is really into Darcy, and Elizabeth is obviously the, his affection. Yeah. And typical dude. He likes the one that's mean to him. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Calls him on his stuff. Mr. Darcy's a classic. Uh, <laughs> what's that website? Oh, man. The, oh, Barstool Sports. Oh, reader. God. <laughs> <laughs> We all know the Barstool Sports Reader is obviously Mr. Hurst. (laughs) Yeah, he is the Barstool. You have clearly overlooked uh, Mr. Hurst's love of cards. (laughs) (laughs) Just eating good food and playing cards and not talking to anyone who doesn't like those things. (laughs) What? You're like, oh my God. I'm going to go sleep. Uh, Uh, So 
so Elizabeth is laughing at this about uh, about how intense she is with the compliments. Uh, and then, what was it? Mr. Mr. Bingley comes in hot. He starts roasting his friends. Yeah, because he's watching this too. And he's the like, only, but like Darcy's the only guy that he will say anything not perfectly nice about. Yes. And he goes, uh, it is a rule with me that a person who can write a long letter with ease cannot write ill. Uh, and then he says, that will not do for a compliment to Darcy, Caroline, because he does not write with ease. He studies too much for words of four syllables. Do not, you, Darcy. So Darcy's like, yeah. or she's like, don't don't tell Darcy that writing is easy. This guy sweats over it. Yeah, he right. wants to sound so smart. <laughs> he works too hard. And I, I respect Darcy's comeback on this. Because Darcy comes back to Bingley where it's like, oh, Bingley is bragging about how he doesn't write good letters because he writes them too quickly because he's trying to express himself too well. Yeah, my ideas flow so rapidly that I have not time to express them. Right. By which means my letters sometimes convey no ideas at all to my correspondence. Exactly. So like his his comeback is like, okay, so you are saying it's better to write more quickly because you are trying to express express yourself so much and then you end up expressing nothing so your letters are worse because you are better that was like that's kind of his argument yeah, he says nothing is more deceitful than the appearance of humility it is often only carelessness of opinion and sometimes an indirect boast and then so bingley's taken back by this shot i like that well i like when yeah i mean like i think i hate when people uh brag about not trying at something it's like yeah you are bragging, so that's odd, but you're also talking about how you're not trying, which is supposed to be, because it's like, the idea being, imagine if I did try. I'd be so much I'd better be, than I'd most be, people. I'd be better than you, probably. Right, because <laughs> you try so hard, and you stuck more than me, <laughs> who isn't trying. And so. seniors rule, and freshman rule. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. <laughs> uh, go Tigers. Uh. <laughs> Take a lap, freshman. <laughs> The indirect boast, for you all are really proud of your defects in writing, because you consider them as proceeding from a rapidity of thought and carelessness of execution, which, if not estimable, you think at least highly interesting. It's like, you think it's so cool that you don't try very hard. This is an intellectual roasting sesh. Um, uh, Yeah, and he's like, it it really is nonsense. And then he goes on to his comment earlier. When you told Mrs. Bennett this morning that if you ever resolved on quitting Netherfield, you should be gone in five minutes, you meant it to be a sort of panegyric of compliment to yourself. And yet, what is there so very laudable in a precipitance which must leave very necessary business undone and can be of no real advantage to yourself or anyone else? Right. He's like, why was that a cool thing to be? Yeah, um, a guy who leaves his house in five minutes. Right, and then he and then he furthermore says like, uh, you uh, like you the thing about like, well, also you wouldn't leave in five minutes. Like, also like that's not even you. Like, yeah, you would if someone stayed. If someone asked you to stay for a week, you just would stay. If a friend asked you, yeah. Um, and in another word, you might stay a month. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. You just you would just stay. He's a pushover, um, and you know like his this idea that he is so. Um, has such a cool like uh you know spontaneous vibe is like uh, uh, is, you're spontaneous because you're beholden to the feelings of others you know like yeah. you are you are putty in their hands you know whereas Darcy is obviously not that he doesn't care yes and then Elizabeth says to come to Bingley's defense a little bit you have only proved by this that Mister Bingley did not do justice to his own disposition you have shown him off now much more than he did himself so you're bragging that he actually is a very loyal person right that he was again being falsely Modest. Uh, humili- yeah, false yeah. humility. Um, 
So, I mean, but this is, again, well, yeah, they're they're overanalyzing each other's personalities. This is what the fun to be had in a one room. Yes, everyone just kind of analyzes each other. Bingley's yeah. like, no, Darcy's trying to bust my chops. That's what he's doing right now. He's not trying to compliment me. Uh, and then he's like, he's like, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they go back and forth. Uh, and he's like, but that the friend who was supposed to desire his return to the house and delay of his plan has merely desired it, asked it without offering one argument in favor of his propriety. And then the, to that she says, to yield readily, easily to the persuasion of a friend is no merit with you. And so now this is their argument one on one. Right. Um, oh, isn't it good that he would be persuaded by his friend? He yields. Isn't it good that he would stay because his friend needed him? Yes. Uh, and he's like, to yield to a conviction, to yield without conviction is no compliment to the understanding of either right so like uh if you're okay you have a conviction you shouldn't yield to it just because he's your friend that's not a compliment to either you right it's like you shouldn't do what your friend says just because he's friends right if you have a conviction your friend should understand it i don't know that and then elizabeth's like you appear to me mr darcy to allow nothing for the influence of friendship infection a regard for the requester would often make one readily yield to a request without wanting for arguments to reason one into it and he's like you ain't a true friend. You ain't going to die for what he says. <laughs> yeah. I think the headline here is more that uh, Darcy and Elizabeth are like kind of having head a head. sparring yes. thing than, than whatever dumb thing they're talking about, which is like they're really just like playing with words, it feels yeah. like. You know what I mean? It's like, first of all, they're talking about a thing that he said offhand yesterday or like earlier that yeah. day. Um, and they're just running away with it. And they're going off of a hypothetical that Darcy was talking about. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, this is like, I don't know. Like the, the answer to this, this, this conflict is leave your house, yes. go do something else. Um, get a hobby, get a job. <laughs> yeah. If you don't need to get a job, get a hobby, you know? Um, but it ends with Bingley's like, Hey, he throws in a, a joke so that it's like, Oh, you, and Dar- Darcy's like, I'd see what you want to do. You want us to stop arguing. He's like, yeah, arguing sucks. <laughs> yeah. Arguing is like, it's too much like, yeah, the conflict, which he does hate. Yeah. Uh, and then Elizabeth goes, that's fine. It's no sacrifice on my side. And Mr. Darcy had much better finish his letter. And Darcy's like, I will finish my letter. Don't you <laughs> tell me what to do. <laughs> and he does. Uh, and then Darcy's like, hey, why don't we have some music? Because he's going to try and hit on Elizabeth. Yes. Yeah. This is like when, yeah, Darcy is going to really start to hit on Elizabeth here. So he asks for some music. They start, start singing. And uh, what does Darcy do but ask Elizabeth to dance. What? This would be like Ooh-wee. this would be like the end of the episode if this was like an AMC series, if this was like or like a Netflix series. Mm. It would be like the piano starts up, Darcy turns to Elizabeth and goes, "Would you care to dance?" Cuz like with them, this is the whole beginning of the relationship is yeah. the not dancing with the you. The request to dance right. being reversed. But uh, what we were talking about earlier in the paragraph right before, yet that he should look at her because he disliked her was still more strange. So Elizabeth still has no idea because Darcy keeps looking at him. Right. And he's, she's like, why is this guy looking at me? Because he hates me. That's annoying. <laughs> right. She, she, yeah, so she, she does not know. Uh, even like the quote here is, she liked him too little to care for his approbation. So she doesn't like him at all. So she doesn't, she doesn't care that uh, he's looking he, at he her. Hate, yeah, he likes hate her. Yeah, with hate in her perception of that he's hating her. Um, he's like... Uh, his approbation is like his uh, his approval. She doesn't care for his approval at all because yes. he doesn't like her. Yeah, it doesn't matter what he thinks of her. Yeah. They've already burned the bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you not feel a great inclination, Miss Bennett, to seize such an opportunity of dancing a reel? And she replies, 
I know you're trying to prank me. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he has to ask her twice. He doesn't say anything. And then she's like, I know. Uh, yeah, I think you're just trying to get me to dance so you can make fun of me. You just want yeah. you want to like I this is a, As soon as I say yes, you're going to be like, "Of course you love dancing. You're you silly girl." Yeah. <laughs> You're a loser. Why would I dance with you? <laughs> right, but this is the moment where it's like it's now it's out in the open. It's that we we know it, and Darcy knows it, and Elizabeth seems to start to understand sort of. Um, no, she doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. No, Darcy does get it though. Um, but Darcy had never been so bewitched by any woman as he was by her. Boom. He really believed that if it were not for the inferiority of her connections, he should be in some danger. I love. I do love that. Like. As antiquated as late language can become, uh, I like the idea that like that love is danger. That like, boy, I would be in some trouble. I'd okay. be all up a creek if I if it oh, wasn't for man. this social boundary. I would really be in love. <laughs> you are you you are you would be trouble. Which I think to me is like the highest compliment you can. I mean, it's like it's like that's a real feeling where it's like, whoa, oh, yeah. that'll that's gonna that could be whoa. It's the old uh, gotta go see about a girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. She could ruin my life. You know, <laughs> Hit me with your car, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Darcy's a reply guy. What can come? Gotcha. Yeah. So now it's totally modernized. Darcy's a reply guy. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Replying to letters. All right. So <laughs> business letters that he doesn't write. <laughs> but so the bottom line is Darcy is like fully into Elizabeth, and if she had any connections. He would be totally in love with her. But yes. he feels it, but he knows he shouldn't feel he, it. So he's actually in love with her, but in his social world, it, it doesn't mean anything. Right. So the next thing that happens is is uh, Miss Bingley is making fun of Darcy for liking Elizabeth later on, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're great. I, yeah. Um, yeah, they're on a walk. Her. Yeah. And he's propo- she's proposing things to for for them to be happy. She sa- and he, she says, do let the portraits of your uncle and Aunt Phillips be placed in the gallery at Pemberley. Put them next to your great uncle, the judge. So right there she's saying, why don't you put Elizabeth's uh, lawyer uh, uncle who lives in Cheapside. Cheapside. Yeah, the one they already roasted last episode. They were like, they, yeah. Uh, the uncle. How about the uncle? You can put him next to the photo of your great uncle, the judge. The esteemed judge right, like of the, England. There's the contrast. There's yes. the poor attorney and then the rich judge. So this is a Bingley, Bingley's new move. Of like, all right, he doesn't pay attention to me, but what if I absolutely devalue the woman he likes? Right, right, right. So like, clearly she's a threat. This is a this is a big deal. It's happening. She's starting yeah. to get more heated up because it's clear that he really likes her. Right, and they're on this walk, and while they're on this walk, uh, Darcy's calling Elizabeth pretty and all that stuff. It's really bothering Miss Bingley. And who should walk by but Mrs. Hurst and Elizabeth herself? This is the bum, great bum, action bum. of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Two walks collide. And I did not know that you intended to walk, said Miss Bingley, in some confusion, lest they had been overheard. Oh my gosh, I didn't know you were going to be going for a walk. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She was just talking shit, and she's like, oh, did they hear that? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I'm so sorry, I didn't realize someone else was outside. You should have told me. <laughs> you were going to be walking. Around. Uh, so, then this awkward thing happens. Um, There's a path three wide. And Darcy yeah. takes uh, Bingley's sisters in his arms, realizes that that leaves Elizabeth out, and goes, "Hey, why don't we walk in a four-wide pa- four path?" And Elizabeth goes, "Nope, I'm good. I'm gonna leave." Love it. Yeah, Elizabeth just walks, walks. She ran gaily off, rejoicing as she rambled about in the hope of being at home again in a day or two. 
Jane was already so much recovered as to attend leaving her room for a couple of hours that evening. So she wants to be out of there. Yeah, she doesn't like it. She doesn't want to stay at some stranger's house where one to three of the people there do not like her. Right. (laughs) Depending on the mood, yeah, they uh, they just like constantly are talking down to her and roasting her. And that closes the chapter. So that's kind of like the the end of that little section. Yes. Um, And then chapter 11 opens up with more drawing room fun yes this time jane <laughs> is leaving the drawing room yes with the adi- addition of jane jane is now well enough to go downstairs uh so jane everyone's so excited jane's back out uh, bingley is being so nice to her she, he builds a fire he sits next to her he cares only for her right and elizabeth is 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 pleased by this right like, oh, this is great that's very nice and also mr hearst is there and what does he want to do play some cards play some cards dude uh, and so Mrs. Hurst reminded, or uh, yeah, he yeah he was like he's asking everybody he's like hey how about some cards 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 and then uh, there's a rumor going around that Mr. Darcy does not want to play cards. There's a rumor among six people. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And Mr. Hurst soon found even his open petition rejected. So he's he goes, like, <laughs> cards, everybody. Hey, anybody for cards? After I love it. After her, yeah, whispers cards, 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 cards. Hey, does anyone want to play some cards? No. <laughs> and then, and the then his sentence. wife goes. Uh, she assured him that no one intended to play, and the silence of the whole party in the subject seemed to justify her. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'd be much better filmed. This would be so funny. Like, uh, honey, no one wants to play cards. I don't want to Dead silence. And then Mr. Hurst had therefore nothing to do but to stretch himself on one of the sofas and go to sleep. Yeah, he goes to sleep, scra- <laughs> presumably scratching his belly and yes. uh, snoring. and his Hand in between his legs, oh, yeah. oh, right up by the crotch. Oh, of course, scratching himself, <laughs> eating yeah. eating the, whatever the the, uh, the uh, corollary to Fritos would be at this time period. Yes. Then there's a pretty funny bit where Darcy took up a book. Miss Bingley did the same. Uh, Miss Bingley. So Miss Bingley's attention was quite as much engaged in watching Mr. Darcy's progress through his book as in reading her own. Right, she's always checking, like, where are you at in this book? What chapter are you on? What are you doing? She's reading the the sequel to his book. Yes, (laughs) it's so funny. uh, Quite exhausted by the attempt to be amused with her own book, which she had only chosen because it was the second volume of his, she gave a great yawn and said, How pleasant it is to spend an evening in this way. I declare, after all, there is no enjoyment like reading. How much sooner one tires of anything than than of a book. When I have a house of my own, I shall be miserable if I have not an excellent library. Excellent <laughs> library, and and by the way, li- like when you think she's kind of like libraries. The only library we've heard about was Darcy's, Darcy's library, library at his estate, where she would live if she married him. Yes. So she goes. I love reading. Reading <laughs> is great. And then no one made any reply. She then yawned again, threw aside her book, and cast her eyes around the room in quest of some amusement. That's <laughs> hilarious. She goes, yeah, so she's pretending to read the second book of Darcy's book and goes, reading's so good. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on? Throws away book. Um, so, okay, you know what I noticed is she, they're calling each other by their first names a little bit here. Yeah. And it's like, it, to me, I'm like, I forgot who Charles was. Charles Bingley. Charles Bingley. Uh, they keep calling each other Mr. Bingley and stuff. It's like so funny. Uh, yeah. So only when they're ad- addressing each other intimately did they use the first names. Yes. Caroline, I believe, is Miss Bingley. Yeah. Charles and Caroline. Um, but like how, how formal, how funny. Mr. Lobkovich. And then Mr. T- uh, Mr. Hartnett. Thank you. They, uh, they talk about balls, uh, about whether... Bingley's going to have one and that whether they like him or not. 
And sh- they go, should we ask everybody here if they want to have a ball? And they're obviously they're all talking about, can we convince Mr. Darcy to want to go to a ball to go to a ball at all? You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but also, she's like getting scared that like, oh, like these Bennets are taking over the social world. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. You know. And yeah, she probably is hurt that it it was a Bennett's sort of idea. It was the youngest Bennett even. Right. It wasn't even the Jane and the tallest. Yes. <laughs> Not even the coughing one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Mr. Bingley, could you have a? <laughs> that could have better coming from Kitty. Ball. Yeah, have a ball. <laughs> ball uh, all night. Ball in. Uh, so, but you know, Bingley's into it. Uh, as soon as Nichols has made white soup enough, I shall send around my cards. I don't know how how long white soup takes to make, but boy, he's got to make up to twenty and four families worth of soup. Because <laughs> you ever been to a ball with no soup? Ugh. Ugh. Is that even a ball? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Open soup bar. (laughs) (laughs) I did not get a full tuxedo (laughs) to not eat the easiest to spill food (laughs) ever. (laughs) It's a social food. Soup. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves the sound of slurping (laughs) soup. You know when you're trying to flirt and all you want to do is go... You're out there. You got a belly full of soup, but you're ready to dance. <laughs> you're ready to smooch. <laughs> Get a good clam chowder in your belly, you're and then walk over to the love of your life. You're ready to make some snide remarks and to have a dance, boy. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, then there's this weird thing where Miss Bingley just gets up and starts walking around the room uh, in an attempt to be like, "Look at my body, Mister Darcy." I think so, right? I mean, it's like. She invites Elizabeth to, yeah, let me persuade you to follow my example and take a turn around the room. I assure you it is very refreshing after sitting so long in one attitude. Yeah. No, duh. Get up out of your fucking (laughs) couch. Get up out of your couch. Pardon my French. Get up out of your your couch. (laughs) You're not invited to the ball anymore. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, hey, walk around the room with me. Walk, walk. But what she's trying to do is go look at her figure and look at my figure. I think so, yeah. Yes. And Darcy calls her on it. Yes. Darcy says, like, either you are... But which the, yeah. the, It's a double thing because Darcy wasn't paying attention when she was walking, but then Elizabeth starts walking, and he's like, oh, I want to see what she's walking for. <laughs> and But then she has to acknowledge Bingley as well, Miss Bingley. Right. So, yeah, Darcy's point is that either you have a secret affair to dis- discuss between you two, or you're trying to make me look at your figure. Either way... I'll stay over here. Yes. So I can look at either I can you can have your secret or I can watch you. Yes. But Which I think like, that's the most ribald thing anyone's ever said. Yes, you know? that is uh, aggressively horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like yeah. This is crazy. Either you ladies are trying to show off your gams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're a hundred years pre gams right yeah. now. That's, that's how. That's how fucking. That's how that's, old this yeah. book is. Yeah. Pre gams. It's older than gams. They even thought yeah, gams was a, 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 a undreamable future. <laughs> in the future, they will call them gams. gams. Uh, well, I think what also is very important is uh, how Elizabeth responds. Because Darcy says, I forgot what he says, uh, or something about, like, I can't come over for two reasons. I think he explains the two reasons. And then. Right. Those two. Yeah. The, and either you're having goes, an affair or you're going to want me to see Yeah. And he goes, What could he mean? She was dying to know whether what could be all this meaning. And asked Elizabeth. So Bing, Miss Bingley's like, What does he mean by that? And Miss Elizabeth goes, Not at all. But depend upon it, he means to be severe on us, and our surest way of disappointing him will be to ask nothing about it. 
And then Miss Bingley, however, was incapable of disappointing Mr. Darcy in anything and persevered, therefore, in requiring an explanation. So Elizabeth was played the game of, like, I'm not going to play his game. Ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore him. it. He's being weird. Yeah. And Bingley cannot resist. Right. He just wants he just wants attention. And that's why she he likes Elizabeth more than Miss Bingley. Right. Here, they illustrate the difference between the two of them. Right away. Of, yeah. like, Darcy throws out a challenge and Elizabeth volleys back. And Miss Bingley immediately folds. And that's why he's obsessed with with Elizabeth. Uh, and Miss Bingley pretends to be appalled by how blunt Darcy is about, you're just trying to get me to look at your figure. And says, oh, shocking. I never heard anything so abominable. How shall we punish him for such a speech? Which is a very flirty thing to say. <laughs> right. Um, and then there's this weird thing where they kind of... Elizabeth is like making fun of him because he refuses to be made fun of. Yeah, yeah. Um He doesn't like he doesn't like being made fun of, right? Yes. Uh well she says I think um well Elizabeth's like, We gotta tease him. That's all we gotta yeah, do. Like, and then Miss Mrs. Bingley is like, You can't tease him, he's perfect. <laughs> uh and then Elizabeth says, Mr. Darcy is not to be laughed at. That is an uncommon advantage, and uncommon I hope it will continue, for it would be a great loss to me to have many such acquaintance. I dearly love a laugh. And she's like, really? He takes himself that seriously? We can't laugh at him? Right, and I, I like laughing. So it's like, I don't want to hang out with him if he can't be laughed at. And then he says himself, like, yeah, I don't want my life to be a, a joke. I'm glad you're saying that, because I, I don't want my life to be some kind of joke. I'm glad you, you don't think I could, I, I could take a joke. I don't want to be a joke, essentially, right? And then she says... Um, uh, follies and nonsense, whims and inconsistencies do divert me. Um, but these these things are precisely what you are without. So you don't have you don't have um, you don't have follies and not and inconsistencies. You're you not fun. Yeah, you're inconsistent and not fun. You're, you know, you are consistently not fun. Is yes. what she's saying. At no yes. point are you cutting loose and being contradictory and fun and silly. Right. And he says, "I don't want to be." Essentially, he says. Uh, it has been the study of my life to avoid these weaknesses, which often expose a strong understanding to ridicule. It's like, I don't want to be roasted. I work very hard to be unroastable. <laughs> and this is where pride comes, vanity and pride. She accuses him of vanity and pride. And he goes, yes, vanity is a weakness indeed, but pride, where there is a real superiority of mind, pride will always be under good regulation. Ugh. It's like, well, I'm smarter than everybody. So of course I'm proud. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Elizabeth is now laughing at him. She turns away to hide a smile. A a, a very blunt, single-sentence paragraph, which I, I always love. Elizabeth turned away to hide a smile, which means it's very important that she is embarrassed for it. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then she, and I imagine very sarcastically, goes, I'm perfectly convinced by it that Mr. Darcy has no defect. He owns it himself without disguise. <laughs> He's a perfect man. He's perfect, see. as you can see by his opinion of himself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just absolutely ripping into it. It's him. great. Uh, and then Darcy's like, "Well, my big flaw is my temper, and that once I hate, once uh, my good opinion once lost, it's lost forever." Oh, is it? Oh, really, Darcy? Oh, really, Darcy? Are you not in the process of changing your opinion about somebody? Aren't you deeply in love with the woman being mean to you right <laughs> now? <laughs> And Elizabeth goes, that is a failing indeed. Implacable resentment is a shade in a character, but you have chosen your fault well. I really cannot laugh at it. You are safe from me. She's like, that it actually sucks. <laughs> 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 uh, 
That is a terrible flaw. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. That does suck. Yeah, that's not funny at all. <clears throat> and he's like, well, everyone's got a weakness. And and this is a very cu- cutting back and forth. <clears throat> and he goes, and your defect is a propensity to hate everybody. And yours is willfully to misunderstand them. Bum, bum, bum. Just a classic back and forth. And then in this moment of you know tension that they're both kind of like flirting a little bit, Miss Bingley goes, do let us have some music. <laughs> like she wants something else to go on. Um, and then... Uh, uh, Louisa, well, you will not mind waking Mr. Hurst? <laughs> like, Can we wake up your dumb husband to play us some songs? <laughs> she goes, yeah, who ca- go ahead. Just, uh, who cares? He is the laziest man in the world. So funny. He's like a sit- yeah, sitcom dad. He's so great. Uh... Her sister made that a small object- objection, and the piano forte was open. And Darcy, after a few moments' recollection, was not sorry for it. He began to feel the danger of paying Elizabeth too much attention. So he was genuinely hurt by this. <laughs> yeah, right. He, yeah, he's given her too much attention, and then it, it backfired on him. Yes. Yeah. And now he's had his feelings hurt, uh, his ego's been bruised, and this woman he likes thinks less of him now. <laughs> and once again, the conflation of uh, falling in love with danger. Yes. It's dangerous. It is the biggest danger of this world. It's yeah. the only place where real pain could come from. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, in this world. I mean, or whatever. Yeah, I guess in 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 the world of Pride and Prejudice. Yes, you mean yeah. in the book of yeah of the hyper wealthy just going to ball to ball. Yeah, like getting your heart broken is the only really bad thing that's going to happen. Well, yeah, w- using the, that same yeah, that same metaphor we've been working with, where it's like you know, if this is a war movie, then like balls are the battles, and like you know, like the the worst thing that could happen to you is that somebody who you love, you know doesn't dance with you or whatever you know like yeah being rejected those are the stakes yeah this is very dangerous things are about to get very dangerous for darcy <laughs> yes he loves her and and she is picking him apart at every turn yeah so i, I mean I, I this is like i think this is like a big darcy elizabeth episode yes it, it's growing that elizabeth is like showing her her superpower essentially that yeah. she will not stand down to anyone she will roast you to your face uh and she'll understand you more than you want to be understood. Yeah, she really get she really sees him and understands him, and he doesn't like he doesn't really like that. He doesn't like be, having his flaws seen. Yeah, his hope as a quiet, brooding man is that he will be permanently taken seriously, right, and never be laughed at. And you assume the best, and you don't. Yeah, you don't say anything bad. Yeah. And then she accurately goes like, "Well, that's a terrible flaw. Like yeah. that's a bad way to be, and not that's not funny. I'm not even gonna make fun of you because that sucks so much." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a brutal thing to say. All right. And so that's the danger. So we'll see how Darcy changes and uh, Elizabeth grows, and we'll see if Bingley and Jane get together. We'll see if Jane will get over the cold and they can leave this cold apartment, cold yes. house, and leave and the go back room. home and just kind of hang out with your friends. Maybe play cards at your house, you know? You know, <laughs> yeah. do something else. And then there'll be balls and there'll be men. What's in white soup? I don't know. Probably a milk. That would be gross. I mean, it's definitely milk-based if it's white soup, right? Is it's that got, true? Well, like you know, like a cream of a cream of mushroom soup has got milk in it. You oh, know? I guess I never really thought about. It's that. weird to think of it as like hot mushroom milk. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I don't like that sentence at all. I uh, I googled white soup because I wanted to know is there something is there something and it's like it, they, I just saw a bunch of recipes for like make white soup like in Pride and Prejudice. So okay, maybe we'll make some. Except for it sounds disgusting, so it's yeah. not very appealing. That'll be a bonus episode. We eat white soup. <laughs> we Patreon. make white soup and watch Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right yeah that was uh so i mean it was a little bit i think we talked about like before it was a little dull for our tastes uh no <laughs> zero explosions or car chases <laughs> uh yeah what do you expect but 
but uh, progress has been made as far as character development for sure. And they uh, aren't useless chapters. And the, yeah, they're they're setting up the relationships. So they they're going to pay off late, later. You're, you're seeing a lot of stuff that's going to be paying off later. The Darcy Elizabeth thing is really it's really heating up. Yes, it is spicy, spicy, spicy. spicy. They keep adding fuel to the fire. All right, all right, ballers. Oh, I also time. wanted to say, uh, Kev. The okay. uh, an author I really enjoy, Mr. Charles Portis. Uh, he wrote True Grit. He died at the day of this recording. Uh, and if any of our readers have never read him, he's great. He writes very funny books about. They're all about people. They're from funny. Arkansas, very I, funny. I've funny. never read them. Okay, cool. Uh, people from Arkansas going on zany adventures uh, and being fish out of water, and they're oh, all wow. and they're all like about American con men and and a lot of twain characters like, that's like hitmen and all the stuff like that. It's it's great, um, and I uh, just want to say I really appreciate Charles Portis, and I hope he rests in peace. Nice. All right. Thank All you right. guys so much. We'll catch you next time. Mm. Bye. No lie, no lie, you know this. Oh, man. Oh, man.